Welcome to It's a Crime, I'm Linda, and today we're gonna to be talking about the unsolved murder of two best friends, 13-year-old Abigail Williams and 14-year-old Liberty German of Delphi, Indiana. It's been three years and their killer still hasn't been caught yet. But before I get into it, if you do wanna be part of the It's a Crime community, be sure to click that subscribe button, hit that notification bell so you can be notified of my next upcoming videos because there's going to be a lot of them. Please share this out where you can so that we can get this killer caught and also give it a like if you support this video. With that being said, let's get into it. In a small town called Delphi, Indiana lived Abigail Williams and Liberty German, or affectionately called Abby and Libby. Abby was an eighth grader at Delphi Community Middle School where she played the saxophone in the school band and was on the volleyball team. She loved to camp and swim and loved being outdoors and she liked riding ATVs with her family on camping trips to Michigan. She loved all animals, especially her cat, Bongo. She and her good friend Libby were excited and looking forward to planning their next four years of school together. Libby was an eighth grade student also at Delphi Community Middle School. She enjoyed playing volleyball, soccer, softball, and swimming. And she also was a band member and enjoyed preparing for the academic bowl in her high ability class. She loved painting, doing crafts, and going on vacations. And the town that they lived in called Delphi had a population in 2017 of 2,882 people. And I'm gonna take you back to February 13, 2017, which it was a Monday and it was a snow day for the girls. So kids weren't in school that day. The temperature was around the mid 40s that day and it was sunny. And so both Libby and Abby wanted to do something that day. And Abby stayed over at Libby's house the night before. So around noon that day, Libby had asked her grandmother, Becky, if the girls could go to a place called Monan High Bridge. And they were allowed to go as long as they got a ride there and they were getting a ride back. So Libby goes and asks her older sister, Kelsey, if she could give her and Abby a ride to this place. And Kelsey says that she typically had been saying no for so many times to Libby that she said this day she decided to say yes. She says, but I am going to my boyfriend's house, so you guys are going to have to get a ride back, but I can drive you there. And it's a seven minute drive from the house to this Monan High Bridge. So around 1.30 p.m., Kelsey goes and drives the girls there. And they arrive somewhere around 1.38 or 1.39 p.m. Kelsey drops the girls off at this entrance to this area. And this is a nature area where people hike, they go geocaching, they cross this bridge. They just be in nature. A lot of people take pictures. It's just a... a fun place for people to go and hang out as a family or whatnot. But this is the last time Kelsey would see the girls alive. And this is what Kelsey said when she dropped them off. They got out of my car. I made sure they both had sweatshirts and told them goodbye. I told Libby I loved her. They walked out and that was the last time I saw them. And around this time that they got dropped off, Libby calls her dad, Derek, and asks if he could pick them up later. And so then Abby and Libby go across this old rickety bridge called the Monan High Bridge, and there is another bridge in that area as well. It stands over a creek called Deer Creek, and this bridge stands 63 feet up above it. 
And according to Kelsey, Libby wasn't too afraid of heights and she had been many times over this bridge. And this is pretty brave because just looking at those pictures and seeing this bridge, it's rickety, it has spaces between the ties, it's a long way down, like my palms are sweating already. So then between 1.45 p.m. and 2.07 p.m., Libby posts a photo of Abby on her Snapchat account, and here's the picture. It shows a picture of Abby crossing the bridge, and apparently they loved taking pictures out there. And this picture, you can see the creek below and the height of it, and Abby walking across while Libby's taking the picture. And what happens after this picture haunts their families, the authorities, and pretty much the rest of the world. So at some point after this, these girls come in contact with a guy who is their killer. And he is known now as the bridge guy. And at some point, Libby starts recording this guy. And the police have released a small clip of this bridge guy saying, four words. And the state police also have more audio from Libby's cell and sources say it was played for the families. And the police say that the girls talked about girl stuff and then also included mentioning of a man they noticed behind them. But this was not released to the public. So the authorities do release a video that's a couple of seconds long and the bridge guy says four words. Guys, down the hill. I'll show the clip in a loop so you can see it for longer. So we have the video of him, his voice. It is kind of hard to see what he looks like, but you can see him in the video. And this is what we have. Yet the killer still has not been caught yet. Authorities do believe that he does know the area and in fact most likely lives in Delphi or frequents there or works there. And when I first saw the clip and heard this, these four words, a couple things have come to mind. And these are just my thoughts and my opinions, right or wrong, this is just what I noticed. Number one, when he walks, he looks like he's favoring his right leg. He almost looks like he's walking with a limp. Now, the bridge though is tricky to cross. Like I said, there's spaces between the ties and it's old, so you have to mind your step as you're walking. But it does look like he has a little bit of a limp in this tiny, tiny clip. I could be wrong. And or he almost loses his step, possibly from where he's stepping. The other part I notice is that he moves his feet at the end of the clip and his head. So as he's walking, it points to the left. On the last last touch of the clip, his foot points to the left and his right foot also goes to step and points to the left and he turns his head. So I believe he was going across that bridge. It's a guess. Now the other thing is he has his hands in his pockets, but what I noticed that it looks lopsided, one's up higher, the right one, and then, then the left hand is a little bit lower. And if I'm watching my step as I'm crossing this bridge, cause it's scary, I wouldn't have both hands in my pocket, I wouldn't think, unless you're fairly confident 
of this bridge and you've walked it many times, right? Could be. And he kind of looks husky in the midsection or it could be something in there um, hiding something. But his lower body isn't too husky, but most men do gain weight in this area. So you do got to wonder if it's something he's stuffed in there or if that's just his belly. And he's wearing jeans and a jacket and what looks like a hoodie under it or, you know, a sweatshirt underneath. And it could be a hat. It's hard to tell. Obviously, the picture is not that clear and we have a smidge of a second or two seconds. Now, as for what he says, I find this super interesting. In the beginning of the case, they just released down the hill. And then later they released guys down the hill, or I should say guys down the hill. And when he says guys at first crack at it, like when I first heard it, it seems like he's saying it nonchalantly, like calling attention to him, like, hey guys. And then he says down the hill, like a direction. But is this a full sentence? Is it guys down the hill or is it pieced together? We don't really know that, right? That would make a difference in my opinion. Guys down the hill. So the first one is just like catching their attention and then down the hill. And then I was thinking for him to say guys down the hill, he would have to know what's down the hill, right? Like he's been there before. He scoped it, he scoped it out, or he lives there in the area in Delphi. He knows exactly where he wants them to go. Guys, down the hill you go. So at this time, Libby was at the south end of the bridge. They came from the north. She's now at the south. Abby was shown in the picture. Libby took it and she was in the middle of the bridge or, or partway on the bridge. And from my understanding, there's a hill right after that going down to where the creek area, that deer creek. And I wonder, as many of you also wonder, what the heck was that conversation like? They see this guy and he says this to them to go down the hill. And what did he want them to go see? Like, did he make something up? Was he asking for help? Did he come up with the story? What did they say back? Was there a weapon to get them to go down the hill? Like, what was that conversation? And from my understanding, that south end of the bridge, there's really nowhere to go because there's private property. So typically, if somebody was going to go to the end of the bridge, they'd have to turn around and then head back. And since Libby has been there before in Abbey, they would most likely know that, right? They go to the end, they turn around and go back. They had to have wondered, why are we going down this hill? Unless there's some cockamamie story he gave them or he directed them because he forcefully directed them down there. So then shortly after that, at 3.11 p.m., Libby's dad, Derek German, called Libby's phone to let them know, hey, I'm on my way. And by 3.13, he calls and, and he also gives a text and says that he's there and the girls aren't there for him to pick up. And so he starts walking the trails and he keeps trying to call. And as Derek keeps trying to call, he also calls his mom, Becky, who is Libby's grandmother. And he calls Kelsey and a few others. And now all the family members are coming to help out and find where the girls are. And by 5.20 p.m., the authorities are then called. And tons of people came out to help that night to search. Tons. 
and all the flashlights were on and going and looking for Abby and Libby. And so then word gets around in the town as it is a small town and everybody comes out to help. And Delphi is even known for their volunteer spirit and for helping. And so some stayed searching that night, some went home, and um, it was reported that there was also fog in the area and there was a, a helicopter requested that morning, I believe it was, and it couldn't take off because of the fog. So the official search was delayed in that morning, but people were still out and helping. The girls were found and it wasn't good news and they were brutally murdered. And they were found across that bridge, down the hill, across the creek and in a wooded area which is part of a private property and it was said that they were a quarter mile away from the bridge and from the sounds of it the crime scene was described as odd and strange and that the killer left signatures where the girls were found and a signature is described as signature behavior is behavior that the offender engages in a crime scene that's over and above what's necessary it can happen at any point before or during or after the crime and predatory behavior can also be described as a signature as well and whatever it was that day and that circumstances surrounding the girls' deaths, it rocked people to their core and the authorities. And they have been very tight-lipped as to what has happened. But the authorities say that they're only one tip away. And they did say, we know that this is about power to you. And so they had a sketch of this bridge guy in the beginning, and it was this picture. And then two years later, which is last year, almost exactly this week last year, they came out with a new sketch and said that the first sketch will become secondary. And they also came out with the video that you saw and the sentence with four words, guys, down the hill. They believe the killer is from Delphi and or used to be and or visits regularly or works there and they said they believe he is between 18 and 40 years old but might appear younger than his true age and they said they wanted everyone to watch the mannerisms in that video and pay close attention and there's some good points too that a lot of times we can tell our family member how they walk how, what their mannerisms are. So I'm sure they want everybody to take a close look and see, you know, could that be somebody you know? And I did hear a podcast where it was said that they had a sketch or this new sketch right from the beginning of when this all happened, but released it last year. Now, also in this press conference, they were also asking help to identify a driver of a vehicle and they said that was parked at the old CPS DCS welfare building in the city of Delphi that was abandoned on the east side of County Road 300 North next to the Hoosier Heartland Highway between noon to five. And then they addressed the killer and they said directly to the killer who may be in this room, we believe you are hiding in plain sight. For more than two years, you never thought we would shift gears to a different investigative strategy, but we have. We likely have interviewed you or someone close to you. 
We know that this is about power to you and you want to know what we know and one day you will. A question to you, what will those closest to you think of when they find out that you brutally murdered two little girls, two children? Only a coward would do such a thing. We are confident you have told someone what you have done or at the very least they know because how different you are since the murders. And the one thing that actually stuck out when he addressed the killer was the sentence about how different you are since the murders. And I wish we knew more about this last line because I thought it was interesting in how he worded it. And when I saw the composite sketches and how they looked different yet kind of the same, I wonder if they're talking about him looking different like as in a physical different, not acting different. And I thought, huh, well, if you shave the face, maybe take some weight off so the face isn't so, you know, chunky or chubby. And maybe they changed how they look, got a haircut, got rid of the, you know, clean shaven, lost some weight. I wonder if that's what they were kind of saying. Like, you know, we know you look different now, but we know, you know, something. It could be. And this crime is gutsy, isn't it? I mean, it's broad daylight on a Monday afternoon. And you know the weird thing, and I've said this before in different videos, why is it a Monday? Gannon Stoke, Monday. Faye Swetlick, Monday. They all seem to be Mondays. It's really weird. And the kids were out of school that day. Everybody was out of school that day. It was a snow day. And this is a place where many people go. And here is this creep scoping out teenagers. He potentially had the perfect spot, didn't he? Down the hill, hidden so he wouldn't be caught. But this was the light of day. Pretty gutsy. But looking back at him and his opportunity, this spot was perfect for him. The end of the bridge, down the hill, no one could see. They can't see him and they can't see the girls. And how did he know? How well did he know that area? Was he scoping it a while? Was he scoping it for a few days? Was he scoping it that morning? Did he have a job where he was working on a Monday or supposed to be working on a Monday? Did he do shift work? And he seemed to have an air of confidence about him, didn't he? The way he walked on the bridge with his hands in his pockets. Not afraid of the height, it seems, in my opinion. Like maybe he's walked this bridge a few times and he's confident he's not afraid. Did he know who he was after? Or was this a case of wrong place, wrong time for Abby and Libby? What the heck did he say to them? for them to listen to his instructions to go down the hill. What did he do to make them go down that hill? What happened that day and will the police be giving more information to the public? It's been over three years and the town will never be the same. The families will never be the same. The authorities, never the same. Both Abby and Libby don't get to grow up. They don't get to have families of their own. They don't get to grow old. He took that away from them. And both Libby and Abby 
deserve justice and they deserve the truth. So I say this, this freak has to be caught. And I'm going to address you right now. If you are somehow watching this video right now because of your egotistical and sadistic pleasure, that is what you are, a freak and a loser who can't get the real thing, so you have to stalk and torment others to get what you want. And you don't like that, do you, that I'm addressing you right now? And I bet right at this moment, your eyes have just flipped and turned black, haven't they? Right at this moment. They've gone dark. But guess what? One day, that power you think you have will be no longer. You'll lose it. In fact, you've never even had it, even though you think you do. So what do you have? Nothing. And that's something you'll always have. You're the bridge guy with nothing. And who's nothing? And your time is ticking. For those who've watched this video and have shared this out, think about who you know. Think about who you've seen. Watch that clip over and over. Listen to what he says. Close your eyes and think about the voice that says, guys, down the hill. You might know him. I'm going to put the tip line up and you can call 844-459-5786 or 1-800-225-5324 or 1-800-CALL-FBI. Also, I'm going to put the email and it, this information will also be in the description below. Abby and Libby tip at C-A-C-O-S-H-R-F.com. There's a killer on the loose and it's only a matter of time before he does it again. Where is he scoping right now? It could be in your town. Let's have a chit chat below and talk about it. I know this case is super difficult because we don't have a lot to go on. This guy's not going to talk like how a Letitia talks. He's not going to go on camera. This guy is secretive. He does things hidden. People probably think he's a great guy. Probably comes off as a great guy. But we know he's not. Let's have a chit chat. Subscribe if you haven't done so already. Please share this. Click the like button if you support it. Thank you so much for watching. See you soon.